Welcome to the Jane Bond Show, from execution to excellence. And I am your host, Jane Bond, the serial entrepreneur who will be sharing with you valuable life lessons and interviewing influencers from around the country who have broken through to success, along with giving you advice on navigating through the game. Today's topic is life is about goals. Our special guest comes to us with a strategy of winning in life. He shares with us his journey from the start of his career at the ripe age of 16 at the famous English First Division Manchester City Football Club, where he was an apprentice soccer player and played for the second and third team while learning his trade. After all the accolades, he had no idea what was in store for him down the road after a horrible injury that ended his career in the sport he had loved and adored for 16 years. Not being prepared or ready for the end, he lost confidence and his way in the world. Being shown the door with no preparation for the real world was not what he expected. Quote, my career was over in what seemed like 16 seconds of 16 years. Without any further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Earl Barrett. Earl, how are you today? I'm all right, Jane. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's a little Uh, gloomy here, but hopefully the sun comes out. (laughs) I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Yeah, we're in Florida, and, you know, it's 99.9 degrees here most of the time, but sometimes we get a little gloom and doom. Yeah. So how's it going down there in Houston? Yeah, it's good, and um, it's been it's been ridiculously hot last last few days, and it's uh it's it's started slow today. So, but but as you as you say, I'm sure it's gonna the sun's gonna come out and it's gonna be uh, hot again. Oh, I'm sure. You know, it's funny. I used to live in Houston. I lived off of, I think it was I-10. I worked for Continental Airlines at the time. Right. Yeah. So, and I loved Yeah, I had a good time there. And I lived near the Galleria for a while, too. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yes, nice around there. Yeah, small world. Yeah, Yeah, that's when rent was very cheap. (laughs) It was many, many years ago. Yeah. So, Earl, I, you know, um, my husband has spoken about you so often, and I said to him, you know, I need to get him on from execution to excellence. So yeah. I want to welcome you to our podcast, From Execution oh, to Excellence. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Earl, you know, I like to jump right in, and, you know, I want my audience to know, tell us a little bit about you growing up in Rochdale, Manchester, England. Uh, yeah, um, well, um, initially it was, it was myself, my brother, who was a year older, um, my, my mum and my dad, and um, and I was, it was you know, it was a, a, a working uh, man's place, um, and it was, it was a, a, a nice little place, small town. Um, when I was, uh, I had a, you know, a happy uh, upbringing. Um, my father used to work. He's like a, a, a serviceman for some machines in a, in a, in a factory. And my mum stayed at home. And when I was eleven, my brother was twelve. My mum died of, of an illness, 
um, which so that was that's quite uh, a devastating kind of uh, thing to happen. Oh. Um, yeah, my dad. Yeah, yeah, but my dad, my dad brought brought me and my brother up, kind of ever ever, ever since that. Uh, and and you know, and we had a, you know we had a, a happy enough time uh, growing up. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, our first, um, what, I, what I remember anyway, our first uh, place that we lived in was a a one-room uh, flat, I suppose you'd call it, one-room apartment. And it was, you know, everything was in that room. So there was, the bed was in the room, the, 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 uh, the, the, the settee was in the room, the TV was in the room. It's just a one-room place. Um, but, you know, I, I don't remember it being a, a sad time. I remember it being, you know, quite a, just a happy time. And it's kind of, a, you know, if you don't know any different, you kind of, you know, you, know, you kind of... Uh, uh, if you don't know any different, you just think that's that's how everybody lives, and you just get on with it, and you you have you have a, you, you know you have your time, you know. And, and as I said, we're we're really nice nice upbringing, although we didn't have a lot a lot of money. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I grew up in a family, a large family, and we had I believe it was a four bedroom or three bedroom house. And we didn't have much either, but you couldn't tell me I didn't live in a mansion. And looking back yeah. on it, I know. That's right. We had, right? Because we were all so happy and we were all together. Yeah. And there was only one sure. bathroom in there. And yeah. I think, my right. God, you know, seven kids, two parents, nine people in this one house. How do we even, you know, survive? But it was happy. And like you said, if you don't know any yeah. better, it's all good. Yeah. So Absolutely. what were some of your challenges um, when you were growing up? I know you, you had a hard time with your mom passing, you know, yeah. that's unfortunate, and I, I you know, sorry yeah. to hear that. But, yeah. you know, and um, I know you're from your family. You're Jamaican. Yes, yes. Um, my dad, uh, basically my, my, my mom and my father from Jamaica, um, they came over here just before my brother was born. So came over to the U.K. just before my brother was born. Um, you know, and, and we've stayed in the UK ever since. So, so the challenges. Um, so we're talking, um, we're talking kind of uh, sev- uh, mid seventies uh, to eighties now, nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties now, and, and those times growing up. Um, you know, unfortunately, the um, there's, there's, a, there's a racial uh, element to, to, to live in um, and it was just part of it's part of stepping out stepping out the front door you step out you, you, you stepped out the front door knowing that at some point before you get back in you know, in the evening something racial is going to happen now you, you you'd pray it didn't happen but you were you were kind of um, on alert that, that something may happen of, of that kind of nature um, and you know, in 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 those days, um, it was a case of um, well, you had to really kind of sweep it under the carpet a little bit because it, and and again, you know that that kind of thing. Or if you don't know any better, but you know, you'd, you'd go out and routinely, you know, some person say you're, you're black this, you're black that, and uh, and you'd have to just carry on. You'd you'd, you'd run away from it. Of course, you know you know you got you got you got grown ups calling you black this and black that. Uh, so you, you you get away from them as fast as you can, and can can carry on with your life. And um, I don't ever remember going back to me me me, me father 
um, and saying, oh, oh, Dad, uh, this person called me this, or oh, this person called me that. It was kind of, uh, you, you just grew up with it, dealt with it, and, and moved on. Um, right. You know, and that, that, it, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy when I, when I think about it, of, of how, I, how, how, you know, how me and my brother have to deal with it. But that's, that's what he did. And, and maybe, you know, back in those days, we didn't feel um, anything was going to be done or, or um, we could do anything about it just because of, you know, we're, we're in the minority. Exactly. Yeah, I, I understand that. I'll, I'll circle back on that with you. You know, yeah. um, and back in those days, the same thing in America, too. I mean, I know every country yeah. has its issues with race and yeah. different types of challenges with it. But, you know, the same thing was going on in America, too, because I grew up around that time also in Philadelphia. Yeah. So right. let's, let's um, like I said, we'll circle back to that. So okay. with challenges like that, did you have any other challenges prior to going into your, your um, football career? Um, the, the, the challenges were, basically challenges were we didn't have a lot of money. So um, um, what, what, what I will say is, uh, let, let, me, let me tell you about how I uh, became involved in, 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 in football um, on a professional level. So I was playing, um, I suppose, over here you call it maybe recreational uh, uh, football or, or that, that kind of football. It's basically Sunday league in the UK. So you, have, you play on a Saturday with your school and then on a Sunday you, you go to a, a, a club, like club, club football, and you play for a club. Uh, now, I, I played for a place which is about 15 minutes away from, from um, where I lived, um, a place called Royton. And so I was playing, I played for this club for, for, for a good few years, like from, from the age of, uh, I'd say, maybe 12, 13. I, I played for him, and, and on this day, like it was, I was like 15 years old, and there was a, there was a scout from Manchester City uh, watching the game. Now, I, I didn't know that, and I don't think um, you know, most of our players or the manager knew that. He was, he was looking at his, his, uh, one of his prodigies from the other team. Uh, he was, uh, he was uh, at Manchester City, so he was looking at that. And then I happened to be uh, playing in, in that day. And, and then from there, he, you know, at the end of the game, he came, came in and said, look, I, I, liked, I like the look of that, that boy there. Um, can, can we go for trials? Now, that was my, that was my initiation into, into the, the, kind of the, the professional kind of world. Um, so then after signing, you know, basically over that, over that summer, um, basically did my trials, uh, got picked, and so at 16 years old, I'm an apprentice uh, football player for Manchester City Football Club. Um, and, and for me, the, the challenges around that was, was obviously the, the finances to get to get in, into Manchester. Manchester was a, um, it's probably, if I was to drive uh, from, from Rochdale to Manchester, it would be probably a, um, a 35, 40 minute journey. Uh, which is not not a big journey, but I didn't have a car, so <laughs> it would be a case of getting the bus and then right. uh, another bus to get to the training ground. So th- th- that was a massive challenge. But it, you know, the the prospect of becoming a professional football player was was far bigger than me having to get two buses to get to to get to work or to get to, to training. So you know, I, I I kind of took that on the chin and said, well, yeah, it's, it's a mass, it's a bit of a challenge, but. I have to get up really, really early, but I'm, I'm going to do it because 
you know, I had to get to training for like uh, like 9.30 in the morning, every morning. And, and so I'd, I'd get two buses and, and, and I'd do that. I'd get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to, 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 do, to be able to do that and, and do and 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 uh, get get to training, you know, and um, and it was you know the the the, the thought of uh, going to training kind of excited me. The thought of improving every day really excited me. Um, uh, but then you know getting you know doing the the training um, that that was a challenge in itself because uh, in in Sunday league football, um, if somebody touches you, it's, it's usually a foul. Whereas in professional football. Um, it's a little bit different. You've got to kind of look after yourself. You've got to be a little bit sneaky and a little bit um, uh, take care of yourself, basically, because people are coming to get you, and you've got to, you've got to look after yourself and be strong, you know. And and I, I had a uh, um, it was a massive challenge to me to, to deal with that the physical uh, side of of, the, of professional sport. That's amazing. You said your 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 goal was bigger than the mission to get there, so you were getting there no matter what. <laughs> yeah, like ab- ab- yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, and it, the it, prospect it, of you, know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say, it was the prospect of me becoming a professional. The end goal was becoming a professional football player. So getting there was just a. a a, a consequence of that. It's just a, a, a consequence that I could manage and I could deal with and I could handle. So, you know, that that was a you know it was it wasn't a big a big thing in my eyes. Right. That was the dream was bigger. And of course, I, I yes. mean, anybody anybody that had the opportunity and that was pure luck that you had. You know, you happened to be playing at the club the day the guy came looking at someone else. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and that's how it yeah. usually happens. That's how it usually happens, right place, right time, and a little bit of luck there. You know, yeah, I know you have a brother named Floyd, and he played, you know, professional basketball with Odom Celtics. Yes. Is that the same as playing professional basketball here in America? No, it's not at all. Um, okay. Way back, way, back, way back when it was, a, it was a basketball was a kind of upcoming sport when, when my brother played. I mean, even now, it's, 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 there's more people playing basketball and people get paid and everything, but it's more of a, an amateur sport um, in, in, the, um, in the UK. Um, it, was, it was kind of semi, semi-professional, let's say. Let's say semi-professional. So and Floyd was one of these people who, who, who he played and he probably got expenses, not, not, not got paid, if you know what I mean. So he didn't get a wage for it. He was just a part-time uh, kind of player playing semi-professional sport. So... There wasn't a lot of money in it, um, and you know, and eventually he kind of um, fell out, fell out of that uh, that sport oh. just because of the fi- financial implications of it. Right. It's interesting, you know. You had two athletic siblings. I was just wondering, you know, if that basketball was, you know, as professional as it was he as it is here and today. Even then, back then, it was, you know, a heavy sport here, a big sport. Here. Yes. You know, yes, we had absolutely. the Dr. Days and the Larry Birds and them. Um, yes. playing at the time. So I was just curious Absolutely. about that, and I wanted the audience yeah. to know. So for you, was it always soccer? Did you ever dream of doing anything else? Or was it something well, that uh, you went to do at that time, and it just happened for you? Well, um, so, I mean, getting back to the, the, the challenges and what you spoke about previously, um, so, so uh, school, was, school for me was a, it, it was a, you know, a fight, you know, uh, good enough time, you know. I wasn't a, a 
a bad a bad child at school. I wasn't particularly gifted academically. I wasn't I wasn't um, um, uh, how can I say I wasn't um, hurt academically either. I was kind of middle of the road kind of kind of academically you know on a level. Um, but sport sport helped me enjoy my time more at school. Uh, and I used to do anything like uh, bas- you know those basketball, cricket, uh, track, track and field, uh, obviously football, uh, rugby, I- and I would I would turn you know I turn my hand at absolutely anything because I, I love sport and I love um, trying to excel or trying to improve in in, in that and and um, be- because of that I-, I I did I did do a lot of sports and and, and I say that the sport kept me kept me going to school and kept me wanting to. Uh, be, be around, be around school, and be around people as well. And um, you know, I, I did have a um, an episode where I was doing doing kind of we call it athletics over over over, here, over in the UK and everything. So, but but it was just I was a triple jumper, um, as well as running track. I used to do triple jump as well, and um, I got a, actually got a, a national standard uh, in 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 uh, in triple jump, and um, and I used to absolutely. Love, love the sport, and um, I used to, you know, work hard at, you know, just practicing by myself the triple jump and, and working out how to do the triple jump, and and and, and again, it just well, where where I grew up, um, we didn't have we didn't have coaches who coached um, athletics or the, the, the particular um, intricacies of of athletics, so you know, like. Uh, you know, coaching the 400 meters. You don't just sprint for 400 meters. There's a there's a way of doing it. There's a, there's a technique of doing it, um, of, of of performing that that race. Same with the 800, 1500. Uh, and when there was a technique at, at triple jump, and I didn't, none of my none of my teachers taught me the the the, the, the intricate technique of the triple jump. It was just a case of they taught me the basics. But then from there to, to to really really improve, I had to kind of kind of look and understand that myself. Now it just so happened that I was really interested, so interested in it that, that I thought, yeah, I'm gonna I want to try this 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 thing called triple jump. Right. And, and you know, and I, and I got a national standard, and, and uh, I was really proud of it. Uh, nothing really came of it, other than me, you know, uh, kind of work uh, performing for for the greater kind of Manchester area, which was the county. Uh, and I kind of moved on from there, you know. And, and um, but then in, in that time, in a time that maybe something may have happened, I, I uh, was was moving on in, in, in football, and, and football kind of took took over. Right, I understand that completely, you know, because in areas where you know there there are financial necessity, financial needs for the parents and coaches and you know, teachers to help children like yourself out at the time. If it's not there, then you pretty much teach yourself. Same thing with basketball yeah. players, football players here coming up in America. If they didn't have it, they were out there teaching themselves and perfecting their craft because that's what they wanted. It was a, it's a drive. It's a passion. It's a burning, you know, desire inside of you to be great. And that's where a lot of these, um, like yourself, a lot of athletes excel because, that's what they love, if they're, especially if they're not doing well academically. They can perform, yeah. you know, yes, exactly. athletically yeah. because they don't have the access, which helps yes. because, you know, like you said, you had no one teaching you or training you, but you were 
doing it and you became good at it because you kept executing it. And that's so important to people to understand that if you have a drive and a burning desire inside of you, nothing else matters. You're going to get there. You're going to succeed and become what, however successful you're able to become in that field. So that, that's Absolutely. really wonderful. You have really um, kind of shared that with us and broken that down because a lot of people don't really understand that, like I said, your, your goal has to be so much bigger than the mission. So, yes. you know, or getting to that mission because yeah. that's just part for the course. So that's great. Absolutely. So you did have something else in your heart at the time and you excelled at it, like you said, yes. and did what you could do to get there before football. So let me ask you this. What was it like for you at 16 years old? And this 16 number comes up several times in your career, and I'm going to share that with you because I see it. It's like 16, 16, 16. I'm like, wow, that number is important. What was it like for you at 16 years old joining a team like Manchester City First Division? That must have been really exciting. It was was amazing um, because – I'd gone from being uh, uh, this 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 guy in Rochdale, just just leaving school, to being around um, professional football players who who I'd seen on TV, and and I was kind of around those guys, and it was I'm you know I'm, I'm like pinching myself to say what 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 am I doing here? What what just happened? Um, and it was it is amazing, and and but then you know from that moment. From that moment of me kind of pinching myself, I thought, right, I want to stay. And, and, and you know, I had that burning desire, really, to say, I want to stay here, and there's nothing or, or nobody going to stop me from, from, from doing that. And, and right from the outset, that's, that's what I had to do. And um, I, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of trials and tribulations on the way. Um, and I remember, I mean... I've, I've spoke about this in, in, in uh, to some people um, in the UK. There was a guy, and this, this guy is he, he, uh, famous to me because um, you know, as well as my coaches like Glenn Pardo and, and, and Tony Buck were my coaches when I was at Manchester City, um, as well as those guys who you know um, did, did, you know fantastic for me and, and helped me improve and develop as a player. There was one player who, when I got to Manchester City, he he taught me a lot, but but he didn't coach me at all. He played against me, and this guy was called Lewis Muirhead. And uh, basically, uh, as I say, you know, as a as a um, as someone coming into the professional game, uh, this guy was a big strapping Scot- Scotsman uh, from, from from Scotland. Um, he was uh, he's might have been a year older, might have been the same age as me. I can't really remember at that time, so 16, maybe 17 years old. Uh, and I was a defender, he was a striker. And he used to throw me all over the place when we were playing. He used to knock <laughs> me over and just, oh, he, was, he, was, he used to like, use me like a, a rag doll and I was all over the place. And, but that, that um, it didn't deter me. It, 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 it fueled my fire a lot. Um, and, and I remember... Uh, after a month, weeks and months of, of this, I, I just, I just kind of, right, enough. And you know, you know, I kind of, I got angry and everything, and and 
got around to do something about it. So I just started, I don't know, just doing uh, things for myself, like push-ups and, 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 and sit-ups and squats and, and those kind of own body weight stuff just to be str- get stronger. And, and But then, yeah. obviously, it's having to understand the sport. Well, like I say, you've got to understand the sport to understand what you can, I suppose, get away with physically to, to, to get one over on your opponent. And so I started to, you know, again, teach myself about how to, how to be able to do that. And, 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 but I had to get stronger myself, you know, and, and I did. Um, but, yeah, Lewis, Lewis Muirhead had a big, a big part of, of, of helping me, um, helping me become, become angry, become, you know, intensified about me, me, me being stronger um, and, and agile and, and so I could be able to, to deal with, with people like him and um, I've, I've never spoke to him about it I know um, one of my colleagues has um, so you know so, so shout out to Lucian Ruhead for, 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 for basically excuse me language kicking my ass really all those, days, <laughs> right. all, all those, all those uh, years ago because he, he, he actually uh, fueled the fire even more for me to make me want to um, to make me want to improve and, and, and get stronger. Do you think that he knew exactly what he was doing with you at the time, pretty much no, kind of coaching you? No, because, well, I, I mean, for me, for me, you, 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 uh, within, a, within a team structure, you, you, you're kind of on your own, I suppose, because all I knew I was, I was getting, I was trying to get through. He was trying to get through. He was trying to impress but he's, he's a player. He's, he's a player. He's sim- same age, similar age to me. Right. So he was trying to do the best he could do to look good to the coaches because he, he wanted to get through. You know, and we're all, we're all being uh, judged. We're all being evaluated. Every, every training session, every game, we're all being evaluated. So he, and he, he's doing the right thing. He's, 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 he's kicking someone's ass because he needs to, he needs to be the best. Right. And so it just happened to be me, not, not all the time, but, you know, it, it, it was me for, for part of that time or part of that process. And I, I don't, you know, he was saying, well, if you want to be around me, then you have to be stronger. I mean, I suppose that's what he's saying. But but he just knocked me to the floor and, and get on and score or whatever he did. Uh, so I don't think, he, you know, I, I don't think as a as a 16 stroke 17 year old, um, he was he was coaching anybody. He was just getting on with, with what he had to do to, to improve and to show how good he was. Um, it just so happened I was on the receiving. Yeah, I was on the receiving. Yeah, definitely. I was on the receiving end of it, which you know I had to step up and go. All right, you know, after weeks and months, I had to step up and go. Yeah, this ain't gonna happen anymore. And, and you know, so eventually that that, that, that kind of turned the. I won't say I, I, I kicked his butt, but I, I was more of a um, a defence against him um, because I had to be, and, and you know, and, and, I, and I developed myself enough so so I. I I'd be a, a strong competitive against him. Right. Yeah, he seemed, from what you're saying, he seems like he would spot you out and <laughs> make you the one he would crush, but that helped you get yourself together and come back exactly. even stronger. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly, awesome, yes. though. You said, and you never spoke to him about it, but it helped you immensely in your career from the it's, beginning. It's a, it's a, it was a big player in, in my career, big player in my in my education, for, for me anyway, for me, you know, and, and it may, maybe people looked at that and didn't think anything of it, but for me, I remember Louis Muirhead, he had a big say on my mentality about the, the sport, 
Um, right. You know, and he, he, he helped me kind of focus even more uh, on my mentality to enable me to get to, to, to improve and, and to get, get better and stronger. So he kind of helped shape your career as a player without even knowing it because he was such yes. a big strapping guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. A competitive <laughs> opponent, I mean, being out there, yeah. probably looked at him and said, this is not going to happen again today. <laughs> of course. This is it. Do you know this is the end of the... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, what, what, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, this is, this is it. I think yeah, there, there, are, there are moments in, in, in that where I, I, you know, I, I'll say, right, enough. Today, this is not going to happen. But it probably did. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you, even, even, just because you say it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Just because you say it, it won't happen it doesn't mean you, it's not going to happen. It's just having that, having that uh, mentality to say every day, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. And eventually, eventually the, the, the tables can turn. Or you, 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 you know, I, I remember being more of, a, more of a, um, a force against him than, than at the start of that, that, that time that time period so all of a sudden now I'm, I'm a competitor I'm competing against him and it's kind of equal and sometimes he, exactly. he kind of beats me sometimes I beat him so it's just having that mentality that yes I'm getting my ass kicked I got my ass kicked today but hey tomorrow is another day I'm going to kick his ass and it could and, be and a different day <laughs> exactly 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 that's awesome when that turned you must have felt so good because now you were a worthy opponent with him so that was fantastic and competitor I can I can only imagine that I've had that happen to me in my career and other you know aspects. But um, yeah. that's a beautiful thing when you realize you have turned the tables and now you're really winning. So you played with some major soccer teams, you know, Man City being one, Aston Villa, Everton. So yeah. what was that like shifting teams, getting to to know other players at different clubs? Because these are major yeah. clubs. Yeah. Well. well, well. When I was at I was at Manchester City, um, I I had like uh, three four years there, and um, I, was, I was doing okay. I, I kind of got used to the mentality of of, of the sport, uh, this professional sport I was in. Um, I signed pro contracts when I was eighteen, um, and I was getting to be part of the. Uh, the, the establishment as regards the, the setup of the professional sport. So, so right. let me tell you, when I got to when I got to Manchester City, um, there was a lot of the players were had already been at the club for like four or five years. So they they'd got there at twelve years old, eleven wow. years old. Yes, so they were they were in the in the, the, the youth academy. So they 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 knew each other. They knew they knew. The system and everything, but but my only, you know, I I got to the club when I was fifteen, so sixteen years old. So I had to learn all this in in the short space of time. So, but by the time I was eighteen, I'd kind of built up my 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 confidence and me, me, me I built up physically, uh, mentally as well. So I got to kind of uh, get through all that. But then, um, as I was saying, so so got. Um, did all that, and then when I was uh, about two, three years in, I was sent on loan to uh, a team called Chester City. Now they were in the Manchester City were in the fourth, uh, first division, and Chester City were in the fourth division. Um, so I was basically um, playing um, 
men's football. Because previous to this, I was playing in, in like the, 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 the second and third team. The second and third team is like the reserves and, and, the, and the youth team, which is you're playing people your same age pretty much. Um, but when I played for uh, Chester City, I was playing men. So I'm 18 years oh. old and, and, and I'm playing. It's, 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 it's a league. It's a, it's a proper league. So I'm playing men now. Uh, now, when I did that, that again, that was another pivotal moment in in my what I see anyway in my career because it's it's, a, it's another you could say it's another Lewis Muirhead moment in that uh, not that I was getting me, me, me butt kicked but in that I've got to deal with these big strapping guys and go on from there um, and help help this this team that I'm on loan to win. I've got to do that. Now, so, so here it is. Now you have a whole team of big strapping guys <laughs> that you're going exactly. instead of this one kid. <laughs> exactly. So, so, and and you know, you know, and, I, and I, so I went to this this other team, and and I was very, I was quite I was very quiet as a as a um, as, as a, a young player, um, but I, I did I kind of did me talking on the on the field. I didn't say any a lot off the field, but on my field I did I did me talking so to speak by how I played and um and so I, I played 12 games for, for for Chester City and we won promotion to the to the third division and 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 I left the club and then went back to Manchester City and then played um a first team game at Manchester City and then soon after that I I I left the club uh, uh and then another pivotal moment I left the club to go to a second division club which is Oldham Athletic. Now, Manchester City were in the first division. Oldham Athletic was in the second division. I wasn't getting many opportunities uh, in, the, in the first team at Manchester City. Um, and, you know, and, and I wasn't one of these guys who'd go banging on the manager's door and crashing the door down and saying, I want an opportunity to play in the first team. What are you doing? Give me an opportunity. You know, I wasn't one of those guys. I was really quiet, as I say. So I you know, used to wait for the opportunity. And if it came, I'd... I'd, I'd, I'd uh, try and do my best, and, but these, these were spasmodic over the, the time I was at Manchester City. So the opportunity came for me to go to Oldham Athletic. Again, um, I was like 19 years old at this time, so I left the club, and you know, and I went to Oldham Athletic. And um, again, pivotal moment in that um, I'm playing league league football, and this is this proper football. It's you know, I'm getting paid. I'm, I'm um, I'm playing against other professional football players. Um, I'm in a team, and, and you know I'm in the first team. You know I'm part of that first team squad, and uh, it, it was great. And, 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 and again, I, I really excelled when, when, I, when, I, when I played for Oldham Athletic because the, the manager Joe Rowe got a young a group of young players together from he kind of pinched them from from different clubs, uh, paying paying little money for for, for young players. Um, and he got, got got us all together. We ended up at Oldham Athletic, and we were we were awesome for for two seasons. And I was there for four seasons. We, we built the first two seasons. We kind of built ourselves up as 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 being how we wanted to play and stuff like that. Then the, the last two seasons I was there, we were just absolutely awesome. We were we we were, we were beating every, everybody like first team division, first first team, uh, first division oppositions. Uh, would beat them and, and we would just do, do really really well and we got to the, the, the cup final um, against Nottingham Forest and they, they, they beat us 1-0 um, 
Um, we just had such a fantastic time and a great, um, again, great camaraderie with, with, with the players. Um, it was just an awesome, awesome, awesome moment. And, you know, one of my biggest things that, 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 that happened while I was there was, you know, as, as an old athletic player, we, we got promoted to the, to the, first, the then first division. There was no Premier League then. It was just first, you know, first division, second division, third division, fourth division. Right. So as a second division, as a second division team, we got promoted to the first division, uh, and that was a culmination of four years of hard work from the manager Joe Royal, the, the coach Willie Donnelly, uh, the backroom staff, and, and the players. And it was just uh, an unbelievable moment. It really was. Wow, that sounds great. That's, and I, I know you broke a record being paid 1.7 million pounds. Yes, That's how, how that why it's still a record yeah. today, from what I understand. Yeah, so the, the, um, the, it, it's a transfer fee. Um, so basically, uh, the transfer fee for me to go from Oldham Athletic to Aston Villa was 1.7 million. Uh, and right. that transfer fee is, is a record for Oldham today. Uh, you know, and, um, you know, Oldham, has gone through some times. It's uh, you know now in the lower divisions um, financially, they're just about kind of coping. Um, but you know, fantastic club. Um, you know, as I say, but the, yeah, the transfer fee, fee still still remains the, the, the highest uh, transfer fee for for an Oldham player going out, outside the club. So yeah, I'm, pr- I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of that moment. Absolutely. What do you think about the the transfer fees that go out today compared to that time? I mean, they're major, major. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's it's crazy. Um, what what I think about it is, I wish I was, I wish I was part of it. That's what I think about it. No. Right? No. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you know, it's it's um, it's relative. You know, I I, I um, it's it's relative. I look at people before me, their transfer fees. You know, I I um, I uh, did re- really well out of the game. Um, the transfer fees w- when I was playing wasn't anything like it is now, but I did well out of the game, and that, that's all I can say. And I wasn't uh, frivolous with with uh, um, money or anything like that. Um, yeah, you make mistakes financially, financial uh, things and stuff like that. But that's that's just part of life, you know. Everybody does that. So, but you know, so it's, it's, it's enabled me to, to have, a, have a nice life and. Um, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. So, I, yeah, the transfer fees are, are absolutely crazy now. Yes, I'd love to be in it, but my, my time, my time's kind of gone as regards a player. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, management is is, is somewhere where I'd like to be. Um, you know, maybe my hopefully my time will come in that. But transfer fees is it's, it's, for me, it's relative. I don't I don't look back on it and say, oh, I wish I was playing in this era, and I wish this, I wish that. Now, yeah, you have your time and you you, you work with your time as best you can. And I had, I had a great Absolutely. time in, in the game. I, I, yeah, I was well paid for what I did. I enjoyed what I did. I enjoyed the, the industry. Enjoyed uh, the environment I was in, uh, the, the people around me. So you know, you, I was just happy about about that. Really, that's amazing. Because I know when um, Frank, you know, he talks to me about when he played soccer. You would think he was a professional at the time. He <laughs> definitely has soccer calves. <laughs> <laughs> and he loved the game. He always tell me, I was really good. You don't know. So, okay. <laughs> I was a legend. I said, okay, I'll he ask He says that to me back. as well, yeah. Yeah, he says that to me as well. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned um, 
uh, you you uh, would like to have been in management at the time there. So what is it like for you here? I mean, now that you have um, stopped playing the game, the game that you love so much, and you're in management here, but after that game was, your last game was over, you know, you found yourself, you said, in a dark place. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, so... Uh, so I had, I had an injury. I was at Sheffield Wednesday, um, and I was near my last club, Sheffield Wednesday, and, and um, I'd, uh, I had an injury in, injury issue uh, problem, and and, um, and he, the, the, the the I remember the physio coming to me when I when I when I kind of when the injury happened, and he said uh, he said how's it, how's, how's it feel about that? Nothing. I said, oh yeah, it feels a little bit sore, and this was my knee, and um, and that was it. So then, kind of went went away for the sorry, um, that was the Saturday. Uh, came back in on the Monday. Uh, tried to train, couldn't train. Um, I said, look, uh, uh, the physio's called Dave. I said, Dave, but my knee's hurting me. It's really sore, and so we had some tests on and so on and so forth. And and he said, look, he said, oh. Uh, with this injury, be really careful, or some, something like that. And I remember thinking, I know what he's saying here. I was 32 years old. I've got a knee injury, and he's basically saying, really look after this because this could be the end. Um, and and it, and it was the end. You know, in a matter of uh, so in a matter of six months, I was I was at the game, and um, wow. And but him, him. Saying that to me, I knew exactly what he meant, but it didn't prepare me for the end. It just didn't. It just didn't because I think um, the way I look at it, the way I look at it is, if you've been in a room all your life, and then, um, and then someone says, "Look, you need to get out of the room now because we don't need you." And you just, wow. but you don't know, you don't, you don't know anything other than that room. But then they go, yeah, yeah, there you go, and you go out the door, and that's that. And so it was, it was like that. It was like, it was like that. You know, you're, you're, you're in, you're in the place, pretty much all your life, and then you, 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 you show the door, and but you don't know what's outside, and you, you, you're unfamiliar with what is outside. Um, you're not prepared, not prepared for what is outside. And I felt like I felt like that. Um, so in, you know, again, it was like six to eight months. I was I was just uh, kind of d- didn't get out of bed. Uh, I was just if I did get out of bed, I, I stayed in the house, didn't do anything. Um, and I was I was I was I was kind of angry. I was uh, a little bit depressed because um, I was gonna I was gonna play till I was sixty. Of course, exactly. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna play forever. I was gonna play forever. Um, and, and I think what what really hurt me was that what is that I was I was very fit as, as a player. I was physically fit, so I, I would have played till I was. I probably would have played till I was forty. You know, you, you know, realistically, I'd probably have played till forty. I'm not saying in the Premier League or anything like that, but I'd have played maybe down the league just for just for the. The, the hell of it, really, just for the uh, the enjoyment of it. Um, I, exactly. I probably would have played till I was, till I was 40 because I knew that physically, you know, um, 
um, I, 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 I'd probably been able to do that, but but obviously my injury curtailed that, and it stopped me stopped me kind of doing that, uh, and that that was that was massive massive hardship uh, for me, and having to deal with the uh, the kind of mental kind of anguish and the um, of of not being in in a world that I loved, um, uh, and, and you know, and, and and being depressed about it and not knowing what to do around it and blah 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 and and so you know, me me wife, me me um, fiance at that time, my fiance, she was my fiance, she's now my wife. She, she just kind of kind of uh, kept shouting at me, get out of the house, go go see someone, go to go to this club, go to that club, go to my city, go see watch some coaching, blah blah blah. And you know, and it kind of it worked after after a few months of that. Um, of course, um, I, I I got out of the house for for peace and quiet. <laughs> so so so. Um, well, you so know, was, you uh, said that you, it seemed like your career was over in a second. I mean, sixteen years is a long time to play soccer from sixteen to thirty-two. I mean, that's yeah. half of your life at that time. Um, yeah. Another sixteen years to go by, and you were thinking in your mind. I'm going to be here forever. I'm fit. You know, I want to play soccer. I'm happy. This is yeah. what I want to do. This is what I've always done. And next thing yeah. you know, it was over. That could definitely take someone down a dark hole and have to fight to come out of that. You know, I've talked to a, quite a few people, athletes like yourself, like Billy even, Billy Swear, I interviewed him not too long ago, and he said the same thing. He said when the yeah. lights went out, he said, Jane, they went out. I didn't know what to do. I was depressed. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out because that was my life, and all I knew was to fight. Yeah. So share with I, I li- us. I listened to that interview. I, I, listened, I listened to that interview, and it was, it was a good interview. Yeah, go on, Karen, sorry. No, no, it was a great interview with him. And I find myself right yeah. back here with you. So I'm at, this is a great segue into that question. So, you know, that is a, cha- a massive challenge within, within itself. So how did you find your way out of the darkness to fight? Because that's where you really have to execute everything you have inside of you yeah. to make it back to the top. You know, it's like the breakdown before the breakthrough. So, yes. you know, I know you said you were depressed and you couldn't get out of bed. What pushed you? What in your mind and your heart said, you know what, okay, that's over. I have to get up and be Earl Barrett again. Yeah. A new Earl Barrett, I, because that career is over. Yeah, I can't. I, if I'm if I'm really honest, um, other than my, my fiance um, pushing me to get out of the house and, and and do stuff, I can't actually say I remember one moment where I went right. This is it. Um, I, I, I do remember. Um, I do remember thinking that. You know, and I don't know whether it was a, 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 a pivotal moment or what, what that was, but I remember thinking, right, you know, thinking, look, uh, I've got to change this. I've got to change this uh, this cycle that I'm in, uh, and I've got to just change, just change it up a little bit. And 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 I've been going out and watching sessions, coaching sessions, and talking to people, a few, you know, and stuff like that. And I thought, right, and and, and I remember in, in that in that process, me thinking. Um, okay, the football side of it, I can't do anything about. I can't play it anymore. So, um, what do I need to do to um, to help me in the world today? 
And I remember thinking, well, I need to, I need to get some academic qualifications. Um, and that's what that's what I felt I needed to do. And and so I, I ended up doing a um, a sports studies course, um, which is like a like a diploma for two years part time uh, in in a, in a, 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 a college uh, Preston College, which I really enjoyed. And I've not studied for 16 years, so doing, you know, and I had some um, anxiousness over over studying. After you know, thinking, oh, you know, I might not be able to cope with the 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 weight of uh, um, uh, academia and stuff like that. So, uh, so that was a bit of a challenge for me. But I thought, you know, but I went into it, and and the more I did it, the more I thought, oh, yeah, I'm, I actually like studying. Uh, so I did that for two years. Did did really well in it. And then I thought, right, okay, let me take. I'm going to take this further now. So I ended up doing a um, enrolling in a, in a, um, a sports science uh, degree um, at the Manchester, uh, Manchester Metropolitan University. And but all this time, I was doing little little bits of coaching. Um, but more 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 importantly, all this was building myself back up again. So yes, it's you were not getting the confidence. I was getting confidence. I was, I was, I was, I was saying, I was building myself back into being part of the um, part of the world, you know, part of the normal, the, the quote unquote normal world. And and, um, and you know, after you know, I finished my degree, and, and all, in, in this time, I'm, I'm gaining confidence. So you know, you, right. um, and I'm, I'm I'm doing more coaching sessions. I'm I'm taking some qualifications, some coaching qualifications here and there, and I'm just building my whole kind of uh, resume up and, and, and building myself back up, you know. So it was like a um, a mental rebuild, if you like, over, over a matter of five years for me to go, a right. A reboot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a reboot, yeah, a reboot. And I'm, I'm, think, I'm going, right, okay. All right, world. I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready to, to kind of face, you know, what, what you got for me. Can, you know, and it was kind of that. And when I, when I um, finished my... A degree, uh, it was 2005. Um, I, that, that's what happened, you know. And I, I was back into the world, and, and, I, and I was really proud of myself. And um, and I always say that uh, as, a, as a as a player, we get uh, when you when you play for your country, you get caps. You, you literally get caps, caps that you put on top of your head. Um, right. And and it's got your English the English uh, emblem on it, and it, and so and, and for me. Uh, the 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 um, the hat and gown when you do when you do a degree um, and you you know you um, you got to pick your degree your degree up and you got your hat and gown on that was another cap for me you know so as, as much as you get any England caps the degree cap was another um, pivotal moment in in, in in my life really where I'm you know really proud of really proud of my England caps, but I'm also really proud of this degree cap or, uh, that, that, that I received um, outside the world of sport, you know, and, and uh, so that, that, but that built me up and that, that got me, that got me uh, thinking and believing that there's more for me, there's more that I can do, there's more that I can achieve, there's more that I can step forward into in, in the world and, and that's kind of opened me up to, to, to to uh, believe in that anything's possible, really. That's fantastic. 
that's a great analogy also. You know, um, I, I think, I don't know, do they have any kind of uh, counseling for players or athletes that leave these careers or their careers are done? Because this is not the first time or the second time I've heard this from an yeah. athlete, you know, that they get depressed, they don't know which way to turn, they're not sure, you know, because no matter what you do in life as far as your job, your career with school, it's a marathon. It's not something that yeah. happens overnight. I mean, you had an amazing career. You played for England, your country. You played for some great yeah. teams, Manchester City, Everton, and Aston Villa, and um, Oldham Athletica. I mean, these, these are real caps. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you went down that dark hole and you tried to figure out how to come out, you got another cap, and here it is. You're, you're very proud of that moment also, and the analogy was amazing. You know, you, when you get caps in the game, you know, you're proud of them, but you were really proud to get this cap because this is yeah. not something you set out to do initially. What you initially set out to do was become a pro player, and you did. Yes. And now you yes. had to come back to the world and become a professional in the world, you know, after football, and still yeah. find your way into football as a coach, which is wonderful. I take my hat off to you. If, if you, I can't say anything else, that is from execution to excellence. And you understood you. that it was a marathon. Five years? Yeah. People look at that and think, I'll never be able to do this in five years. I'll never be able to get through five years. But you took yeah. piece by piece, and you put it together, and you won. And now you're in Houston coaching a team, a football club of young people. Yeah. What's that like yeah. for you being an Englishman coaching football in America? <laughs> because this it's is a like, new sport uh, for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know that. Um, and it, it, it's been here a few years and, and, and the, the sport is growing. Um, where I am, I'm, I'm, I'm at Rise, Rise Soccer Club. I'm a director. Um, one of the directors of the club, um, and I'm also uh, the, the the head coach for the, the under 19s and the under 17s as well. It, it's it's great. I love what I do. Um, I'm coaching. I'm part of a leadership group as well. So it's it's, it's you know it's it's good for me. It's, I'm, I'm learning all the time, um, and I think that's that's you know the, the biggest thing for me is is um, the, the the biggest thing for me is I don't think I know everything. And um, and, I, and, I, and I don't think anybody should think they know everything because there's always there's always things to learn. Things change, you know, even in the game. Even in the game, in sport, things change. Um, uh, uh, techniques change. Uh, how you do things, it, it just changes all the time because people are looking to get an, an extra inch, go a, a millisecond quicker, and, and because of that. Things change. They change the, the techniques of how to get that millisecond, how to get that that next inch. Uh, so, so because of that, things are changing. So, so people, you know, uh, you're always having to update. Like like with your your iPhones, iPhones keep changing. iPhones keep moving on and on and on and on. And, on. and I think that's where right. we we need to be as, as as people. We need to keep keep thinking that yes, this is this is how it is now. But when it when it changes, don't be reticent to that change, roll with the change and work with it. Now, it doesn't mean to say that the change is right. It just means we, we have to be, we have to acknowledge that change and then work with it, work around it, work through it, work over it, um, or work within it 
if, if that's that, that's what gets you the best results. And, and I've, I've just what what um, what what football and my degree and studying as, as, and, and my life has enabled me to do is, is think that change is actually good, even though sometimes it it, feel, it feels difficult. It, it's good because you know it it it, it can it can lead you um, into a into positive place. It leads you to different places. Because it's different doesn't mean it's negative. It just means it's different. And so it's right. up to us to be able to, to, to look at it and go, this is different. What can I learn from this today? And, and that's it. That, it's just a, just a simple question. What can I learn from this today? Because that means you're going in open. If you go in, if you, for me, if you go in and you go, oh, why do I have to do this? You're not going to learn anything because you're already, you're, you're mental, you're, you've closed your mind off to being wherever you need to, wherever you are. And I think, so, you know, so I, I go into things like that is, okay, this is different. What can I learn today? And, and, and that takes you, that, that means you're, you're open and you can learn anything from there. And I, I, I go into um, my kind of life like that and, and anything that's new or different, you know, that, that's how I go into it. And, you know, you say that uh, football's not, not um, it's a new, new sport. It is a relatively new sport over here, but there's still, there's still, ideas over here that are, that are slightly different than, than in the UK and, and I, I look at it and I go okay that's different let me try that or let, 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 let's see what, if we can work, work that into what I do or I, I, let's see if I can add to that and, and that's, that's my the processes that I, I go through like on a, on a daily weekly basis in, is that um, how, how can I teach how can I learn um, but you know I, I try and hopefully make it all positive and um, you know, as I say, over here, I'm enjoying my time. The weather, the weather can be quite brutal at, at times with the heat. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but you, again, you, you're learning to deal with it. So, so right. learning again. I learning, always learning say stay open. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you yeah. when you say you should stay open because you never know what type, of, what type of opportunities will come your way. If you're always exactly. closed-minded or negative before you even know what's happening, I mean, it's very hard for you to, you know, progress. And a lot of people yes. go through that. You know, you said that um, the move here has enabled you to get into leadership and management, and maybe that's where you needed to be when you were in the UK. Did you not have those opportunities? Um, again, I, I'm uh, so I'll describe this. Is, is, is um, I was at, I was at co- I was coaching at um, so in the coaching coaching career, coach at Manchester City for when I when I first finished finished playing um Oldham Athletic, uh Berry uh, football club and then, you know, more recently, you know, when, when I when I was at, in England, I coached seven years at, at Stoke City. And I was doing I did up to the under twenty ones, which is like the second team. Um but but I just felt I wasn't getting it. I just felt I basically looked at myself and thought, in a year's time, what will you be doing? And I couldn't see myself uh, doing anything different than I, than I was that day. And I thought, I've, I've done this for seven years. It's, it's enough now. Um, oh, I wow. Just thought, okay. Yeah, yeah so I just, I, just, I just looked into the future and thought, well, this is where I am now. In a year's time, I'll still be doing this. It's not enough. It's not enough for me right now, um, you know. And, and uh, I'm still, um, you know, again, I'm still ambitious. I still want to want to do things, and 
And uh, so, so that's why we thought we felt like coming over here because I, I didn't, I didn't think. Now I might be wrong, you know, and I'll hold my hands up. I might be wrong. I didn't think the opportunities was there in the UK at that time. And I've gone, I've, I've had several interviews at different clubs, different places, with, with jobs, um, and, and nothing came of it. So you know, it's not as if I've I just made, uh, made that decision on my own without any kind of research or going through the process. I just Okay, I've had a little bit of that. I've been, you know, I've tried to get in here. I've tried to get in there. I've tried to get in, uh, a higher position there. Uh, didn't work. Listen, I, and I, I'm, you know, I'm quite philosophical about it. I'll say, well, actually, it might have been me. It might have been me why I didn't get that 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 position I wanted. Okay, that's that's, that's fine. That that happens. But it just so happens that I could get a, a position somewhere else in the world. Um, with the with the potential of, of of moving moving up that um, up the ladder, if you like, and so that's, that's basically basically why I came over here to to to, to enable that to happen. And and, while, and obviously, while you're in different areas or environments, you're learning all the time. So he's giving me that opportunity to learn about leadership and learn about um, those kind of things. And so you know, whereas in the UK, I didn't I didn't get that opportunity. So you know, that, that's that's how it is. Wow. Like we talked about earlier, um, as far as racism and the environment that we're in now and the political uh, arena and what's going on in the world today, does that play into what you're doing at all at this time? Uh, No. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I... I, I look at life is life, and life is a, you know it's a, it's a, it is a marathon, like you said before, and um, and what we go through, is, yeah, is it's a marathon, and I just know that I just know what's happened to me, and nobody can deny me that, and nobody can say, and, and you can you can put any reason you want to that, but you cannot deny me what's happened to me, so right. I, you know, I. Uh, so, for argument's sake, for argument's sake, I was playing for a club, and um, um, I was uh, in the stadium. And you got to just imagine this. So, when when when, um, when I was playing for um, this club, uh, I used to play for the reserves. You know, so when through his as, as a as a as a guy coming up in the sport, you'd get. You play for youth team, then, then as, you, as you get uh, better and better and improve, you play for the reserves, which is the second team away from the first team. So, uh, and, and then also, if you're a first team player and you, got, you get injured, as part of your rehab, you might play two or three games in the reserves just to, you know, just to get you back fitness, to, to, to get back into the first team. So anyway, I was at this club anyway. And... Um, and, and, and that was another thing. When you played in reserves, uh, a few, you know, way back when, you you played in the actual stadiums. So, so for argument's sake, uh, Old Trafford is the is where Manchester United play. Old Trafford. Oh, I as know. As a reserve, well. <laughs> as, yes, as a reserve team player, you wouldn't play on another field. You play, you play in the stadium. That's where you play. You play at Old Trafford, but obviously there isn't. Thousands of fans watching you. There's, there's 
300 people watching you or whatever that number is. So when anything is, is shouted in the stadium, it reverberates around the stadium. And so I was playing for this, 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 this team one day and, um, and there's probably 100 people in the stadium, maybe even less than that. And so um, received the ball and as I received the ball, bananas were thrown on the field and the monkey chant started happening. Right. So I went, I, oh, okay. Anyway, so I got on with the game and it, it just kept happening, got on with the game. Anyway, so, so I go in the change rooms after the game and I'm looking around and I'm looking at people and thinking, is anybody going to say anything? Again, you can't deny what's just happened. There's no way you can deny it. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking, is anybody going to say anything about this? Nobody said anything. So then, what I thought of that was, at that time, the, the, um, uh, things weren't, weren't in place for something to be done about that. Didn't have the resources, didn't have the, the, uh, the know-how. And I'm on about the, the, the establishment of the, 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 the system didn't have the, 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 um, the capabilities of dealing with that at that time. Now, and I didn't do anything about it. I just, oh, right, okay, I won't do anything. And, and maybe it's me being um, uh, cautious because, again, again, I go back to football had to work for me. It had to work. There was no doubt it had to work. So me saying something then and kicking up a fuss, that might have had an adverse effect on, on, on my career because maybe right. I'd have been thrown out. Maybe, oh, no, he's just, he's, he's just a trouble causer. And so, so that's, you know, and that's, that's how it was. And, and so, and then further to that, further to that, I remember where I used to live in, in Rochdale. I, um, I, I, was in, I was going to get something to eat. I just, you know, been a night out with my friends. I, and I walked into this, uh, this cafe, like, a, like a, uh, an, an Indian cafe. And at the back of the cafe, it was a small kind of cafe, at the back of the cafe was, was this, this, this guy, um, this white guy. And that must have been 16, 17. Around, around that. Um, and as soon as I step in the door, he starts hurling abuse at me. <clears throat> you black this, you black that, you, you F this, you F that. <clears throat> wow. And I'm going, what, wait, what, what's just happened? What did I do? And, um, and so, and he threw a jug of water at me. Uh, I, I don't mean he threw the water out of the jug. He threw the whole jug at me. <laughs> that kind wow. of thing. So, so, and and so, I went, oh, so I was kind of shell shocked. So I, I, I stepped out, I stepped out the door, and I went home. Uh, now I didn't say anything to me, my father or anything. Uh, my mum had died at that time, before that time. So just me, 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 me dad and brother, and um, and, and I, I cried that, that that night. I cried that night, and um, but I didn't say anything. Um, and. Is it, is it because you didn't really understand it or you were just t- so taken aback by it? Or both? Both. I think, I think both. 
I, I just couldn't, yeah. I couldn't understand it. Couldn't understand it. I, I don't know what, why. You know, it, 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 the question is always, what, why? Why do you feel you need to do that? So, it, I don't even know, didn't even know the guy. Didn't even know the guy, and, and you know, and, and so, um, you know, it was, it was just unbelievable. So, for whatever, whatever the reasons are, that guy did that, or whatever the reasons people are going to put onto him for doing that, you can't deny that happens. And so right. that that kind of thing, it doesn't shape your life, but it, it it gives you an experience. It gives you an experience that is not nice, but but you have to uh, go on beyond that. And so so I, I you know, and, 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 and so things like that have happened to me over early on, early on in my career, but over a, a, a time period. So. And, and this is what this is what I, I, I like you know want to say about it is that uh, if if you go outside if you step outside your house and you expect racial slurs but you live with it what's that saying about our society yeah. so you step outside the house. And you go out, you go, you go out with an expectancy of racial slurs when you go outside the house, and you look, you're looking over your shoulder every time you go outside the house because of the racial unrest or whatever that is. That's not, that's not right. That's not right. However, however, what I will say is, some people will, will, will grow up. Not having to think about that. There's just no thought about racial slurs because nothing happens to some people. So, you know, to, to me, understanding is putting yourself into a, 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 an idea that you go outside the house and you're looking over your shoulder because you ain't sure what the world's going to be like to you today because of the colour of your skin. Or because you've got a disability, or because you're part, you're part of the uh, uh, LGBT group. You know, so there's all these. Right. You, you know, you know what I mean. In, you know, there's all these areas of inequality, and, and so, so that's. But that's 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 real. I'm not. This isn't a political statement I'm making. This is just. This is what I had to go through, and that's that. Right. But but it, it's not going to stop me um, from living. It's not going to stop me from from moving on. It, it's it's something I've had to go through now. Later on in my, in my career, um, I, I managed to. Um, I was, you know, a, a, um, a patron of Show Racing the Red Card and Kick It Out, which were um, anti-racism campaigns. When I was in the UK, this is anti-racism campaigns, which, because I've built a name for myself, Earl Barrett, the, the football player, I can now start saying, "Well, this is what's happened to me," and people will start listening to say that, "Oh." That's happened to you. Yeah, but you're famous. Yeah, but it's happened to me. And so it just, it just levels things and people get an understanding. And, and, and you know, these, these uh, organizations are still going today. Um, and, you know, when I was in the UK, it used to be kind of a, 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 a big part of the, the, these organizations in, in, in helping them spread the word about, you know, you know anti-racism, um, well, in, in that inequalities and, and you're talking about inequalities and, and, and how wrong right. it is and so on and so forth. So it's you know that's you know it's just 
it's part of it, you know, it will not stop me from living, it will not stop me from, from moving on in, in, in my life. And not only that, like you said, when you have a name, you can garner yeah. support because people are surprised yes. that when it happens to you. You know, it's no exactly. different than, you know, a, a James Brown or a Muhammad Ali or any of, you know, our past uh, athletes or politicians yeah. that have stepped out of them, out, you know, out of the ordinary and said, this is wrong. Yes, so, absolutely. Yes. And not only that, today you have children. So, you know, you have a daughter that's 21. Congratulations. Yeah. She's at, back at Man, Man U City uh, University, which is great. Yes. And yeah. you have a daughter, India, and Emmy, 16 and 14. There we are with that number yeah. 16 again. So, you know, <laughs> does any of them play uh, – I know Georgia, I mean, of course not. She's in the university. India or Emmy do – does any of them desire to play soccer or ever wanted to play soccer, girls' soccer? Well, yeah, I mean, in India, uh, she, she kind of uh, toyed with it, uh, but then she decided, nah, it's not, 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 not for her, really. So they, they you know, Emmy, Emmy likes to, to uh, do horses, and so we've not had the opportunity to, to get her involved in, in um, you know, the kind of horse riding and stuff like that. But this is, that's something that she wants to do in India. Um, she toyed with the, with the, the uh, football, but um, she's thinking of doing you know, track and stuff like that. I mean, she's a, she's, a, she's a lifeguard at the moment, so she's doing that kind of thing. And she's quite she's quite active anyway. Um, so it's I mean we'll, we'll, we'll let let the girls excuse me let the girls find their find their path, you know, and and, uh, and support them uh, with whatever they're doing. Great. Well, you know, Earl, it sounds like you've had a well-rounded career. You experienced a lot of different challenges and trials and tribulations and made it through. Even the second part of your life, you know, you fought and you made it through. And here it is, you know, you're a development, you're a development director um, in Houston, which is great, and you have raised three young ladies. And t- I take my hat off to your wife for helping you come out of that darkness because that yeah. sometimes can really set us back for a while. And here it is. Yeah. You proved that with pure execution, thought process, taking your time. I mean, five years is quite some time to take to get yourself back together, but you made it through there. Yeah. You know, you made it through. Yeah. And like you said, you put your last cap on at that point, and you're proud of yourself yeah. with that. We're proud of you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. And Thank I'm you. so glad you decided to come on from execution to excellence. I want to ask you this. If there was one question that you would have people ask themselves on a daily basis trying to break through <laughs> to success, what would that be? Wow. Um, Everybody gets there and they go, wow. That's <laughs> one question. The, the question would These be, what people. have you done? Yeah, so I'd say, uh-huh. what, what, have you, what have you done today to lead you to success? Fantastic. What have you What have you done today to lead you to to your success? This is true because it is a daily, daily goal. Yeah, yeah. And you have to stay on top of it. 
on a daily basis yeah. to reach it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's important that we do just a little something, even if it's a phone call, even if it's a uh, writing one word on, 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 a, on a, a, a right notepad. Um, it, it all, all adds up, and I think um, if we can do that on a daily basis, we'll, we'll get there in the end. Moving that goalpost. Yeah. Closer and closer Absolutely. to the end goal. Absolutely. I yeah. agree with you. So, Earl, I thank yeah. you so much for coming on, like I said, from execution to excellence. Are you on social media at all? Y- yes. Well, sometimes. I'm not. Basically, <laughs> 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 What, what I mean by that is um, I've got accounts, but I don't really I don't really use them. I, I, or I use them spasmodically through 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 the uh, from time to time, yeah. And and um, and also, my wife, my wife does my uh, social media stuff. So where can people find you if they wanted to, you know, look you up on social on any social media platform? Can they find you on Instagram? Um. What what I'll do is. I'll get the details to you, and and uh, if you could just uh, put it on there, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, that'll be good. I'll okay. say my wife looks after all, all that, all that kind of stuff. I don't <laughs> you said I don't even it. know my ID account. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> uh, well, Earl, it's been great talking to you guys. Yeah. Um, I want you to know this is Earl Barrett. Uh, you guys have to look him up, find out who he is. I mean, he has had an amazing career, and we can all learn from Earl Barrett and his trials and tribulations and what he has gone through to become a success as a footballer, soccer player in the U.K., and here in America, coaching and being in leadership. So, guys, from execution to excellence, Earl Barrett, I'd like to say thank you, and thank you for coming on our show. Thanks, Jay. It's Enjoy my it. pleasure. All righty. Thank you. Talk to you again, Earl. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mr. Earl Barrett. What a journey and a story with a wonderful ending. Please join us next time on From Execution to Excellence. We enjoy having you here, and please do not forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Once again, you can find Mr. Barrett at EarlBarrett2 on Instagram. See you next time.